if you and I sat down at a coffee shop and I said, how's it going with your blog? What would you say? Maybe you'd say something like, I know I should be blogging, but I'm not doing it consistently. Or even I'm blogging, but it seems like no one cares and no one is reading it. If those would be your answers, pull up a chair, friend, because today we're diving deep into the world of strategic blogging for photographers. I'm sharing the crucial strategies that can make blogging a, believe it or not, enjoyable experience, as well as a powerful tool for your business. And you're going to learn three ways to come up with juicy blog posts that people want to read, even if you're not a great writer and so much more in this episode. If you've ever wondered how to use your content to attract your dream clients, this episode is a must listen. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn. And on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. One of the best ways I've done this in my photography business is with creating consistent content for my blog and social media and my students get done for you content each month inside the content club for photographers. If you want to learn more about the content club, head over to thebeautyandbirth.com slash content dash club. And that will be in the show notes as well. So today I have a treat for you because I am bringing you a live training that I did all about how to book more photography clients using your blog and your content. So if you're an introvert like me and you don't also want to spend money on ads, this really is the perfect marketing strategy for you. Okay. This episode is a juicy one, so I'm going to zip it and let's get in to the episode. official welcome to how to create content that actually brings in dream clients. So by the end of this training, my goal for you is to have three specific ways that you can create content that's going to attract your ideal clients. Even if you're short on time, we're all short on time, right? And even if you're like, I don't really know what to write about or how to write it. So here's the thing. Here's what I see struggling photographers do with their time when it comes to creating content and when it comes to marketing in general. They kind of block out a certain amount of time that they're going to work on marketing, right? And then they're like, okay, they sit down and they're like, okay, I need to work on marketing. I probably should post on social media. And so they're thinking like, okay, what do I want to post on social media about? Should I make a reel? Should I make a carousel? What about Facebook? What do I want the caption to say? And they spend like an hour creating one or two pieces of social media content. And then they're like, okay, done. Now, Tavia is always talking about an email list, right? Like I should probably send an email newsletter to my email list. But what am I going to say? What am I going to write about? Like, what am I going to post in this, right? So they're thinking, okay, email newsletter. And then it's like, tell me in the chat if you can feel like, yeah, this is me. Then it's like, okay, oh, blog post. Yes, blog post. I just did that training with Tavia about blog posts. Okay, what should I create my blog post about? It's been forever. Okay, let me think. I should write about this. I should find the photos. And it's like, okay, this is starting to take a long time, right? And then it's like, Facebook ads. I should make a Facebook ad to drive traffic to my website and try to get inquiries. But what should I write in the ad, right? 
And it's like, we're spending so much time on all of these individual tasks because we're thinking about each task individually. But what successful photographers do is they use their time differently. They look at their marketing differently and they think about it as an ecosystem. And that ecosystem starts with a blog post. It starts with one core piece of content. And so the successful photographer prioritizes blogging and they think of this as their core piece of content. Type me in the chat if this is making sense with you so far. If you can see that. Okay, perfect. So then writing emails, Facebook ads, posting on social media becomes so much easier and it takes so much less time because they're basing it all on this one core piece of content. So you're not thinking of a new idea to write about every time you need to create something. You're just repurposing what you already have on your blog. So then we realize like, wow, okay, this one blog post is really important because it then becomes the foundation of everything else that I'm doing. It's the center of this ecosystem. So do you see how one blog can make the rest of your content creation so much simpler by repurposing that one thing? Let me give you an example off the top of my head. Um, Let's say 10 ways to prepare your house for a new baby, right? You have this one core piece of content that you've written for your blog. And you're not just posting this blog one time and running away. You're repurposing this. So you're taking pieces of that and putting it into your email newsletter and telling people to click over for more. Or that is what you're running your Facebook ad to is that core piece of content to build an audience of people who know you. Or you're taking one or two of those points to make it into a carousel post. Or you're sharing an opinion on one of those points. So it's not just copy and pasting this blog post, but you're taking it and repurposing it multi different areas. So you're spending your time wisely with this one piece of content so that you're not running on this content hamster wheel, right? Does that make sense to you guys? Yes. So, so important when this clicks. Now, A lot of people are kind of like, okay, but like, isn't blogging dead? Isn't blogging so like 2007? Are people still blogging? And here's where I want to talk to you about the power of not only creating this one piece of content so you can repurpose, but other reasons why blogging is still relevant and still really, really powerful. First of all, blogs live on forever and they help your SEO which stands for search engine optimization. Your blog post lives on forever and helps your SEO. Unlike the average social media post, which lasts 24 to 48 hours and that baby's gone, right? And you got to keep making stuff for people to see. But this piece of blog content actually can get more powerful over time. It gains traction over time. It can get you found in search. When you blog, it refreshes your website which makes Google happy. (laughs) And when we're trying to rank on Google, we want to please Google. We want to make Google happy, right? And so whenever you're blogging, it refreshes your website and Google looks at you as relevant because you're updating your website. So when someone searches your city baby photographer, you're more likely to pop up because you're pleasing Google, right? Blogs are keyword rich. Blogs are keyword rich. 
So whenever you're creating this content, you're using words naturally like newborn and baby and photography and your city. And those are the types of things that people are searching for so that you can get found on Google. So I look at it like, okay, it's living on forever. It lives longer than social media and it's helping me be found on Google. The second way that blogging the right content consistently brings in dream clients is it allows you to sell without selling and build trust. And this is why I love blogging because it allows me to sell without selling. So a good question to ask yourself is how can I get my business in front of ideal clients without pushing a sale, without talking about a promotion, without being like mini sessions, one spot left, blah, 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 all the time, right? So what can I put out there to get in front of them to sell without selling and build trust? And the answer is content marketing. Here's the thing. Nobody wants to be the used car salesman, right? Nobody wants to be like the slimy salesperson. And content marketing doesn't feel like sales and like marketing. It just feels like you're helping a friend figure something out, answer something that they've been trying to figure out and you get to be the resource for them. And we're going to talk about how to do that. But I just wanted to talk to you guys about how valuable for so many different reasons blogging can be. Hopefully that is clear and you guys see that. So let's talk about three ways to come up with juicy blog posts because it's like, okay, I see the value right? I see how powerful it can be for getting found on Google, for having content to share that lasts a really long time. But what the heck am I supposed to write about? Anybody feel that way? Especially when you don't have like a ton of client sessions to blog. So you're just sort of like, okay, but what am I supposed to say? So the first way is we're going to start with the type of thing that photographers always blog. And that is client sessions. That's like our go-to as photographers, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to blog about my client sessions. And we often blog by taking session images and putting in some keywords that we know Google's going to like and call it good. But this is not quality content. When you post a generic blog saying like, oh, I loved working with this family, Tampa, Florida, baby photographer, Isn't she so beautiful? Tampa baby, Florida photographer, right? It's like you're just stuffing in keywords and posting photos and trying to make Google happy. But the problem is that's a blog post that people don't want to read. It's not interesting, right? Client content must be interesting to read. And if this is how you're blogging right now, I'm not here to guilt trip you. It's how I blogged for a long time and you're blogging, right? So good for you. But I think that there is a better way to blog client sessions. That's actually interesting for not only the potential for the paying client, but for the potential client. So don't stop blogging client sessions. It really is important because it shows potential clients in a more streamlined way, what it could be like working with you. For example, a couple of years ago, we were going to the Gulf of um, Mexico. We were going to a beach in Florida. And I was looking for a family photographer to take photos of my family in Florida. And it was really interesting because I haven't been on this like client side in a long time because I know photographers around here. We've had the same family photographer for forever. And so it was interesting to be like, okay, where am I going to go to find a photographer? What am I looking for? Right. And 
the I would almost always, when I saw their website, click over to their blog. Maybe you guys have done this too when you've looked for a photographer. I click over to their blog for two reasons. Number one, I want to see how recently they've worked, meaning like how recent is their most recent blog post? Like, are they still relevant and active in the industry? And two, I wanted to get a feel for what my images might look like. And so I don't want you to stop blogging client sessions. But one of the things that I loved about reading those blog posts was when the photographer would tell a story about the family, where they came from, why they were there, why they chose the locations that they chose for the session, right? Tips about finding a photographer, tips about what to wear for these types of sessions. Those photographers stuck out to me because not only did I get a feel for what their sessions were like, but I also got a feel for them as a photographer. Does that make sense? So write the client blog posts for the potential client just as much as for the paying client. Because I think a lot of times we're writing these blog posts for the person who paid us and we want them to share it and they will. But instead, I want us to start thinking about how can I blog for the potential client as much as the paying client to make it interesting for everyone to read. So write these questions down. I want you to start thinking about like, okay, what stood out at this session for me? What's something unique about this family? What stories can I tell about this family or about the experience that we had together? And what's really cool is your clients can basically write these posts for you. Your clients can basically write these client posts for you whenever you set it up the right way. And so what I always did is I would send my clients a blog post survey for newborn and birth clients. I would send them a blog post survey and I would just say, hey, I would love to feature you on my blog. Can you answer these few questions for me so that we can put a story together about your session? And I would take notes before, during, and after the session, just about little things that we talked about, things the client said, um, the way that we found each other, like all of that kind of stuff so that I could, yes, so that I could formulate an interesting um, blog post for them. And what's cool, and I think I'm going to talk about this here in a minute, what's cool is that I could eventually start to outsource that because I had a system in place to where I would have a process to have the client answer these questions and I would write them down. I then started to pass that off to somebody else to create those blog posts for me because they had all the content that they needed. I didn't need to be the one writing it. So exciting, right? You don't have to be the one that's actually blogging this. Okay, so now that we know how to get clients to write their own content for our blog, there are two more ways to create blog posts the right way. But before we talk about the second way, I want to ask you a question. What do you think is the easiest and cheapest way to book photography clients without doing much work? What do you think is that there's no right or wrong answer here? I'm just curious. The cheapest and easiest way to get high quality inquiries? In my experience, the answer is vendor connections. Because when another vendor in your industry that serves pregnant women, right, highly recommends you, it's usually a no-brainer yes for the client to hire you. Think about if your midwife, if a midwife said, yes, you definitely need to hire Tavia for birth photography, that client is going to come to me for birth photography, right? The problem with this is, like a lot of us know this, 
like a lot of us know, like, yeah, vendor connections is a really great way to get clients, but how do I get my foot in the door for that client to get in with that vendor and get that relationship started? And the answer is number two. That's why the second way to create juicy blog post content is to strategically create connection content. So connection content is where you're interviewing or highlighting another small business that serves your same ideal client. Connection content connects with similar businesses. So in my opinion, photographers are sleeping on this method, this connection content. And it was one of the best ways that I not only created content in my photography business, but I created relationships with people who would go on to later refer me. Here's what's great about it. It's easy because they're basically doing the writing for you, right? And it gets you on the radar of businesses that you can create a partnership with in the future. It, this is like a double whammy when it comes to creating this content. Make cr- connection content interesting for the reader. This is kind of the key to when you're creating this. Make it interesting for the reader, not just a mini commercial for the business. Okay, so you have decided you're going to interview, let's say, an OB for your blog to connect with them, right, and to share with your community more about their service. So it's like, okay, I'm going to ask them some questions. They're going to answer them. I'm going to put it on my blog. That's a huge mistake I see people make when they very first get started with this is they're just like word for word dumping everything that they say. Hear me on this. Please don't do that. Because that is not making it interesting for the reader. That's kind of just making it a mini commercial for the business. And nobody wants to read that. You're creating this content for the reader, right? And so I want you to think about the types of questions that the reader would be asking or thinking when it comes to this type of service. Let me say that again. When you're creating this type of content, think about what questions or concerns, or hesitations, or ideas the reader would have about this service, like the OB, when you're creating those questions. Get in the head of your ideal client and think, what would they be wondering about this? And then format in a way that's interesting to read, not just like word vomiting all of the answers, right? Like I said, creating this type of content was a double whammy for my photography business because it helped me build these relationships and blog really great content that my ideal clients wanted to read. And what's cool is when you create this, what is the vendor going to do? They're going to share it. They're going to tag you and you're getting free exposure to their audience. So it's really not that hard and it's really, really powerful. And I love this strategy because this is one of the things that I talk to my marketing school students about is Kind of the challenge it can be to create a partnership with a well-known vendor, like a birth center or an established midwife or a 3D40 ultrasound or a maternity boutique, like these places that you're like, I would love to partner with these people, but they have established businesses and I'm kind of just getting started. This is a way to get on their radar. If you approach them and you say, hey, could I highlight you on my blog? Could I interview you on my blog just to share with my audience? P.S. If you have one person that follows you, you have an audience just to share with my audience Um, sort of what you do and help get the word out. Nobody's going to say no to that. 
especially if you're like, can I take photos for it? Right. Can I take photos of you for the blog? Can I take photos of your space for the blog and ask you a few questions? People are not going to say no to that. And that's how you get your foot in the door with them, even if they're a little bit more established than you are right now. Okay. So I want to know in the chat, what is your biggest takeaway so far, big or small? What's one thing that you're like, okay, when it comes to my content, my blog, the type of content to create, I'm going to do this, or I want to try this. I want you to remember something that you have learned or that you want to implement. We got straight into it today, you guys. I didn't want to mess around because I knew I had a lot of stuff to share with you. And so we got straight into it. Sarah said so many ideas. Kylie said, make it interesting for my potential clients. So important. Yes. So, so, so important. I've, I've had students come back to me and they're like, okay, I interviewed and they show me their blog post. And I'm like, it's just the question and the answer, which is fine. It's better than nothing, but how can you condense it and shorten it to make it interesting for the person reading it? Right. Uh, Michaela said, write for future clients, not just current clients. So good. Sarah said, I'm going to make lists and action items of vendors to interview. Yay. Good, good, good. Got to do it and do it consistently. Um, Emma, you have the blog post survey inside marketing school, um, partnering with businesses. So smart. Didn't think of this. So good. Rebecca featuring other birth industry stuff. I have vendor connections, but I don't share with the community. Good. Okay. I'm glad you guys are excited about connection content as much as I am. Um, because at this point, the two methods that we've talked about are kind of done for you. Like the client sessions, they're pretty much doing it for you. Like they're answering the questions and doing it for you. And this particular one, the vendor is answering the questions and doing it for you. So a lot of it is already done for you. Okay, cool. So let's talk about the third way to come up with juicy blog posts. And honestly, this is one of the most interesting for the reader but it can be one of the more challenging to create. <clears throat> so what is value content? Especially, es essentially, value content is creating the answer. This is important. You're creating the answer to what your dream clients are asking. You're creating the answer to what your dream clients are searching for on Google, are looking on Pinterest, what they're asking their friends. It's what they're curious about in this phase of life. Okay. So if you were newly pregnant in a new city, what would you be searching for? And we're going to dig into some examples and stuff here in a second. But I want you to understand what value content is. And it really is just you're answering what your ideal client is seeking. And it doesn't have to be about photography. Hear me on this. So many people are like, okay, what's my ideal client thinking about when it comes to hiring a photographer? Okay, here's 10 reasons you should hire a birth photographer. Is your ideal client Googling reasons to hire a birth photographer? Probably not. They've either, they're not hiring one or they're thinking about hiring one. They're not searching that. And this content does not need to be about photography. That this is the content in general in this phase of life that they're searching for. And it doesn't have to be about photography. It can but it doesn't have to be Kylie. <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, like it's not the end of the world to write that. And I did, you know, do that every once in a while, but I want to be a resource for people no matter or not, if they're thinking about hiring a photographer. Okay. Let me say it this way. Imagine you're a wedding photographer. I actually might have this example coming up here in a second. I'm not sure. Um, but imagine you're a wedding photographer. Okay. Think about 
what are your clients who are going to hire you for wedding photography Googling before they even get engaged? Probably things like about engagement rings, best engagement ring, trending engagement ring, stylish engagement rings. Where's the best place in my city to get an engagement ring? Blah, blah, blah. Right. That's nothing to do with photography. But you're meeting them where they are in that phase of their life. So imagine they Google best place to buy a wedding ring or an engagement ring in my city. And your website as a wedding photographer pops up where you've created content around this. Now they're getting their questions answered and they're on your website clicking around. They're not even thinking about a photographer yet, right? Because they're not even engaged yet. But whenever you're creating that type of content, it gets you in front of them before they even think about hiring you, right? That's what makes it so, so powerful. So value content builds trust. Because imagine that example of the the person looking for engagement rings and they're on your website. It's like, man, this girl really knows what she's talking about. Right. She has this content about this that I'm going to go look at her portfolio. It's building that trust. So let me give you a like more birth centered example. Imagine a newly pregnant mom types in best places to give birth in Denver and you're a motherhood photographer. Maybe you don't even photograph birth, but you're a motherhood photographer and you have a blog post on best places to give birth in your city or best places to have a natural birth in Denver. Right. And now this person is scrolling through your website and you've met her need and you've probably built a little trust with her already because you served her when she needed help. That's the power of value content. And like we said earlier, then this content lives on forever and people continue to find it while searching. So you've made it one time and people will continue to find you through this one piece of content that you made one time, unlike a social media post. Right now, there is a big mistake that I see photographers make with value content, and that is creating content for a phase of life that happens after you need the client to hire you. Let's go back to the wedding ring example. What if you're writing a blog post about um, best places to celebrate your one year wedding anniversary? Right. It's like, wait, but I'm a wedding photographer. They're already married at that point. It's too late. Right. So we're thinking about our person a little too holistically. We need to get a little bit more specific. Here's another example. A newborn photographer writes a blog post about best places to have a first birthday party. Same concept, right? It's too late. You're a newborn photographer. Their baby's turning one. It's too late. So this is a mistake that I see baby motherhood photographers making. And hear me on this. The value content that they're creating is really good. It's just reaching people too late in their journey understanding like the timing of it. Don't get into the how yet. Okay. I know a lot of you are like, but what should I write about? How am I going to write it? Don't go there yet. Stay with me. Okay. And that even if you're a newborn or maternity photographer, things about birth are still relevant because your person's still giving birth, right? So create value content for your ideal client, let's say six months before they need to hire you right? You don't want to make it too late if they've already had their baby and you're a newborn photographer. And the good thing about this is you're getting people into your sphere, into your ecosystem, and they're warming up to you instead of it being like, I had a baby two weeks ago and I need a newborn photographer right now. 
and you're like, cool, I charge $1,800. And they're like, who are you? Never heard of you. Don't want to pay that. This way, they've been in your sphere. They've been in your ecosystem. They've been seeing your content. They're on your email list because you were targeting them. This is so important. Six months ago. Is this the way to get fully booked in the next two months? No, it's a long-term strategy, but it's one that turns in to this ecosystem that runs without you in six months to a year to two years because you've done all this work up front and it's so, so powerful. So it's not this like last minute hustle. It's like, I'm thinking about people who just now found out they're pregnant and are going to hire me in December, right? So Sorry, I got I got worked up there for a second. It's exciting. It's exciting. (laughs) Targeting sounds like a harsh word. It's like a marketing word. Like I don't have a bow and arrow. (laughs) So as a newborn or baby photographer, how can you create content that will catch them much earlier in their journey? Think about that. What would someone thinking about getting pregnant be looking for? Or someone planning for their birth or dealing with morning sickness? Do you see how that type of content works so well for newborn photographers? It gets them into your world well before they need to hire you. The good news is, like I said, birth, newborn, pregnancy, trying to conceive content is all interchangeable. And this is important because something that appears to be birth specific content is still relevant for newborn maternity photographers. Because even if they're not photographing the birth, like I said earlier, their clients are still giving birth. So a good rule of thumb is to think, okay, will this content apply to people three to six months before I need them to hire me? Right? Okay, so write these down. These are the three kind of pillars that I'm thinking about when I'm creating content. Client sessions and how to get them to write it for me. Creating connection content with vendors that serves as that double whammy, right? And writing impactful value content that is serving people. So now my question for you is, do you want to keep DIYing your blog and spending time trying to figure out what to write and how to write each content pillar? Or do you want to save some time by getting these three content pillars mostly done for you each and every month? If you're the person who wants to create content every month that attracts dream clients, I want to invite you to join me inside of the content club for photographers. Inside the content club, I simply hand you my process and questions to masterfully create your client blog posts. And every month, I'm going to give you three fully written blog posts that are written specifically for motherhood photographers so that you don't have to worry about what to post every month to bring in ideal clients. To learn more, head over to thebeautyinbirth.com slash content dash club to see the special offer that I have for you. And this is the lowest priced offer that I have. We're going to have all of that linked up in the show notes as well. And my friend, remember, if you have a passion, it is not an accident. Not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, it's there for a reason. And I hope that you will get out there, pursue that passion and make it happen. Have a great week. Oh, 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 o